over. Nobody here, I don't think of mine. You touch them, there, you can't get to it. Just point at it. There's power in this. Amen. Amen. More power than you even know Amen. today. So let's proclaim. This is the Word of God. This is the Word of God. I'll walk in it. I will walk in it. I'll abide by it. I'll abide by it. I'll adhere to it. I'll adhere to it. I'll stand upon it. I'll stand upon it. For it is my strength. For it is my strength. It is my power. It is my power. And it is my life. It is my life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Another praise to God. Thank you, Lord, for this awesome opportunity one more time. This house and fellowship with these that have arrived today. Give them glory, honor, and thanks. Kids are dismissed this morning. I do not know, I didn't count how many times this morning in the songs and even the one that was just playing. I heard the word darkness. Did you pay attention? Yes, sir. Darkness. Let's pray this morning and then we'll continue. Heavenly Father, I come today, Lord, to bring your word, to convey it as you give it, Lord, to permit you, God, full throttle. Come, Lord, convey this word as is your will. Let it come forth as need be, unrestrained, not prevented, not hindered, but loosed upon all of us, that we may get the entirety, the thrust of this message this morning, Lord, that we may receive it and take it and let it work. For God, today we honor you, praise you, and glorify you. Thank you for all the goodness and the mercy and the grace that you bestow upon us, Lord, and and the wonderful Savior in Jesus that we have, the power of the Holy Spirit who's amongst us. God, we never cease to praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Encompassing us today, not only us, but encompassing the entirety of this globe of which we're situated on, is a world of darkness. Darkness. We too often don't receive or don't understand what is going on and what it is that empowers all the activity that we are witnessing everywhere. Biblically, this word, this term is used multiple times over and over and over again. Darkness. Darkness. Without God is darkness. Amen. Without Him is, is a state of without. You got God this morning in your life? Amen. Amen. You rejoicing that you got a relationship with God the Father through Jesus the Son this morning? There's a whole lot of people in this world that can't say that, and they're living in the darkness that I'm talking about. Darkness is never satisfied unless it's growing, unless it's intensifying. 
And we can relate to the term darkness. We'll turn the light off and it'll be dark or go into the room and close the door where there are no windows and there's no light entering and we call that darkness. That's not what the Bible's referring to when it refers to darkness. It's talking about a spiritual state. Darkness. The epitome of darkness where everything that has enmity with God exists. And there's only one institution that is able to withstand and to fight against that darkness. By the way, that institution is made up of people. The institution alone can do nothing. It's the people in it. It's the people in it that are charged by God that have the supernatural ability that is God granted, God given, we would never have it in any shape, form, or fashion if it were not for God. But we have that very thing that we've been given to combat the darkness that is ever encroaching. Again, ever intensifying, ever growing, continually, 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 and now the atmosphere is so full of darkness, spiritual darkness, creating hindrance everywhere. It's kind of like clouds preventing the light from shining through. See, darkness has the same ability in a spiritual manner of speaking. Darkness is the birth mother of evil. Satan being his father. Okay? It has a mission. Darkness has a mission. Darkness has a purpose. From enveloping the entirety of the globe down to the individuality of one's life. You can be sitting here this morning in darkness. I don't think it's hard or difficult to see and and this is something we've related to multiple times recently is the situation everywhere. I'm going to tell you what the situation is. The situation is demonic. You can call me a religious fanatic, whatever you want to call me. I've been called a lot of things. I'm used to it. But listen to me. The church needs to get fanatic, by the way. Amen. About God, huh? It's too settled down. It's too comfortable. It's too satisfied. It, it, it's too dormant. Again, because there's only one thing that has the ability to battle this darkness that, again, that is encroaching folks right down to the point of into your individual families. People you love. Not to speak of the world and the society we're living in, this spiritual darkness is the culprit. It itself is able to generate so many things out of the evil sphere that it itself dictates and resides among that, that hinder and, and, and destroy and, and do all kinds of spiritual things. And I'm not talking about spiritual things in a good sense. But it, it is us, we the people of the church, that are charged and given again the Constitution, praise God, to battle the darkness that is prevalent upon this planet. Praise God. That's us, folks. You and me. All of us. Churches everywhere. People that are called by God, 
saved by the grace of Jesus Christ. I'm talking about genuine, blood-bought, Bible-believing Christians. Amen. Not a pretender, not a play-like, not half in and half out, here one day, gone the next. I'm talking spiritually. The more I read God's Word and the more that I receive from Him, the more I am absolutely, absolutely, confidentially, I could add a lot more to that. God will give you confidence, woman. Amen. Amen. He'll give you the absoluteness of His Word. But I'm absolutely convinced that if the darkness were engaged, by that opposite force and engaged with the power that we're given by the word of God, by the Holy Spirit, by the blood of Jesus and by the work of the cross, darkness would not be continually growing, it would be continually lessening. Huh? How about that? If the church would get in gear, if the church would go forth, if the church would first thing stand up. Amen. It takes courageous people to stand up and oppose. Absolutely. I'm so tired of tiptoe through the tulip, pressed through the pansies, preaching. No, I'm serious. Amen. What does people good is the Word of God that gets down in their soul and convicts yeah. them that they receive it because they become aware of their nature, which is human sinful nature that we all had. And still bothers us, doesn't it? Sure. It still tries to do what? Draw us back into darkness, right? Uh -huh. See, people need to be convicted where they can come to the point of a decision to respond to that conviction and then confess their sins and accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Guess what? When that happens, they're not a child of darkness anymore. They're a child of the light. I'm talking to you this morning. I'm talking to me. So this darkness that that seems to be so just overwhelming in our world today and just and just continually bombarding. We can take that down to just the mere fact. See, uh, darkness is never satisfied because it wants to make things more dark. It, it wants to obscure more and more. What's it want to obscure? The knowledge of God. It wants to obscure Christianity. It wants, it wants to, to create this atmosphere so strong and so powerful that it, it begins, and not only does it, it has begun. It has begun to affect the lives of people. Many of them who are solid, concrete, Thank you. God-fearing Christians. So how dangerous is darkness? How dangerous is it? I don't think of it as dangerous. Let's put it this way, kind of an object lesson, at least in physical form. Middle of the night, there's an emergency, and your house is solid dark, and you get up and start running through it. What do you think is going to happen? You gonna run face on into a door frame? Are you gonna trip and you're gonna fall? I relate that because folks in a spiritual sense, it's a whole lot more serious, but it's kind of the same. You can't navigate in, in solid darkness. 
And in order to understand this message this morning, you've got to turn loose of the physical. Again, we're not talking about lights out. We're talking about spirit. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a spirit of darkness that is almost, or if it, it's in the, the uh, attempt to saturate this land. Yeah. That's what's going on. It's a spirit. Mm-hmm. And it's attempting and it's trying to put out, to diminish, to obscure... And God help those that are living in the shadows of Christianity. Right. I said living in the shadows. I'd be a fool and you'd be one too if we accept and think that everybody that wears the title of Christian is just good and fine. Mm. Come on, right now. Simple fact. They're not. But we need to Acknowledge that fact. We need to acknowledge that fact if it's little old me that that preacher was just talking about. Your greatest enemy, I've said before, is you. Mm-hmm. Second is darkness. It wants to envelop you. It wants to encroach upon you. It, want, it wants to, even if it's little by little, it wants to diminish your relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what darkness does. Constant attempt. I know you cannot see it with your physical eye, but it's there. It's always working. Yep. It's always attempting to, and I've seen this so many times, you know, the, the, the Lord's working in a message or in a service, and somebody's really needing God. They need a touch. Maybe they need salvation and need whatever. What do you think is going to be at work right about now? Amen. Darkness. Come on. Yep. Darkness trying to shadow things obscure things take, take that away see we have an enormous again God granted and God given ability and potential to resist this spirit of darkness that is upon the land Amen. but I find it really alarming that I don't hear a whole lot of that language today in the realm of everything going on right right it's true I think I mentioned a while back, I I don't even hear repentance. It's all right. Things will get better on their own, right? We hear that, don't we? It's just a little time and everything will go back to normal. A lot of things being said. But I don't hear the very thing that needs to be said. I don't hear a whole lot of this is a spirit. This is a spirit of darkness that is attacking the land we live in and the entirety of the globe. Come on. It's not really that serious, Brother John. Well, I'm sorry you don't get it because you're going to get a real good surprise one of these first days. We need to get it, folks. If we don't get it, I'm going to tell you the first thing, we're not going to be praying against it. If you're the nonchalant or the don't care or somebody else will do it attitude, every blood-bought Bible-believing Christian on this earth needs to be praying and praying hard right now. And I would be sad probably to get a result of just how few that would be. And I'm talking about solid, sold-out kind of prayer to God attacking and fighting this dark spirit that's upon, again, this planet. has effect it has effect the very thing 
and I've mentioned it already, but the very thing, the only thing that is able to resist darkness is light. That's right. Light. What is the church? What should the church be? Let me rephrase that. Let me say this. You know we need to be the first ones to beat our own selves up before somebody else has the chance to do it that don't know a thing about anything but they see what's going on. We, the church, should be recognized as an opposing force with serious business. The light of God battling and resisting the onslaught of darkness again. And I'm going to keep saying this because I hope everybody here gets this this morning. It's your responsibility just as much as it's my responsibility. There are lives being affected by the spirit of darkness. Amen. I would go as far to say it's meddling with somebody here this morning because it don't want you to hear about the light. It sure don't want you to get the light. That's right. It'll darken your conscience. It'll darken your mind. You don't know what's going on, but that's what's happening. Yeah. Because it's mission. It's goal. It's outright desire is to continue and to intensify and to grow and to and to wreak more havoc and more destruction because we have to understand again where darkness comes from. Yes. It comes yeah. from the world of darkness. Mm-hmm. Take you to some scriptures. First John Give you the reference in just a moment. Let me biblically define, before we go any further, let me define darkness for you. I've been all over it, but let me let me define literally what the Bible declares darkness is. Gloom. Gloom. In every content of the word. You sense gloom? You sense gloom in the atmosphere? Get with me this morning. I'm trying to arouse some understanding. Do you sense gloom in the atmosphere? Yes. Yes. It's evil. Evil. Evil darkens, doesn't it? If you've ever, don't raise your hand, but if you've ever been places of the lesser sort, not so representative of God, why do they operate in darkness? Why does that draw people? it's evil darkness is obscurity moral depravity do we see any of that it is essential folks listen 
that we understand and be observant of, observant of the atmosphere, the spiritual atmosphere that is around us. Mm-hmm. Don't go through this thing like an ostrich with its head in the sand that never sees or hears anything. Matter of fact, we're called to be observant. We're called to be vigilant. Yes, amen. We're called to be ready. Ready for what? Is that you said that? Take up the sword. Mm-hmm. Bear the light, right? Right. But so often we don't really, we're not able to identify the culprit. Mm-hmm. The suspect is able to roam around freely because we can't identify the reason or the root or the cause of what's going on. It's darkness. It's a spirit of darkness. Again, we have to understand. I could tell you account after account after account. Some of you others here in this building this morning could tell me too how much darkness has affected people you've dealt with. It literally becomes a point that it dictates their lives. Living in darkness. Don't have a clue on of anything other than that, other than darkness. And it's a miserable state to live in. And all the time, the church has been empowered. You individually, I individually, have been empowered and given everything we need to make a drastic difference in the life of any individual that we run on. Amen. That's walking in darkness. See? How often do we do that? Do we even know that? that? That when we share the light, we're dissipating darkness Amen. out of an individual soul, maybe a family in a house, a person in a jail cell, in the hospital, wherever. See, light shines everywhere you let it shine. Darkness is, of course, absence of light. Still speaking spiritual. You and I are in a church this morning, and we've been having a good time. And I mean, we could say we're we're living in the light, right? So to speak, we're worshiping, we're praising God, we're you know we're we're having an enjoyable time in the light, right? We got to back up and stop and realize there's a lot of people out here that are not doing that. They don't know the first thing about it. That's right. Who's going to show them? Who's willing and courageous enough to enter the darkness and emit the light? Huh? Amen. Amen. I can tell you who's supposed to be. The church. That's right. And that don't mean ring the preacher up and tell him all about it that he goes and does it. That's right. I'm just being serious. Same word. You got the word I got. If you're saved this morning, you got the Jesus I got. If you got the Jesus I got, you got the light I got. And you're supposed to bear it and let it radiantly emit from your life to push back the darkness. Amen. Hmm. We're going to get to the scriptures and use the rest of this definition. Lack of spiritual perception. Hmm. Is darkness. Hmm. You got spiritual perception this morning? How do you get spiritual perception? Only by the light. Only by where's the light come from? Where does the light come from? 
What did Jesus say? John 8, 12, what did he say? I am. Mm -hmm. Great I am statement of the New Testament. I am the light of the world. Amen. He that followeth me will not walk in darkness, but shall have what? The light of life. Amen. Now if Jesus said it, I believe it, I believe it, I receive it. I got the light of Christ living in me, the power of God. Who is the darkness to try to overcome the light of the glory of the Lord? Amen. Hmm. I can't help but get excited. Bear with me. The light. The light, the light. All right. John, first John, chapter one, verse five. This then is the message which we have heard of him. Who's him? Right up above it says who. Let me read it to you. Verse 1 of chapter 1. That which was from the beginning is him. Which we have heard is him. Which we have seen with our eyes is him. Which we have looked upon is him. And our hands have handled of the word of life. They're talking about Jesus Christ. So this is... This is John writing of his personal experience with Jesus Christ as he walked among him. He heard what he said. His eyes fell upon him. He touched him. He handled him. He knows what he's talking about. So down here in verse 5 he says, This then is the message which we have heard of him. What is the message? Jesus Christ. What is the message? If the message comes from the light, what is the message going to be? It's going to be light. Amen. Is God's word enlightened you? Amen. Has your relationship with God enlightened you? Amen. Have you become more radiant, more emitting of His holy presence? Oh, yeah, I'm asking questions this morning. Again, we need to be the first to check ourselves. Amen. Yep. What's going on with me, God? If I'm always speaking darkness, then I must have a problem with light, huh? Mm. If, if I'm always in obscurity, and, and I'm... Where's the light? See, the amount of light that is able to be radiated and emitted from an individual is just as much light as that individual is willing to let radiate. Right. Yep. Really, I mean, how much you got to start with, of course. We'll get into that in a minute. So they're talking of Jesus. This is what they've heard of him. And then he says, and declare it unto you. Declare he didn't just say, say. He said, declare it Amen. unto you. It's important. Mm -hmm. That God is light. Amen. There's the declaration. Uh -huh. God, can you say God is light? God, God is light in my life. He said, declare it. Yes. Exclaim it. Emphasize it. Right. The message we got from Jesus were given to you, and that message is God is light. Yeah. You got it. And I believe the essence here is an intensity of life that is totally available to light up the life of an individual who will receive, believe it and receive it. I can back that up because throughout <coughs> the years I've had the opportunity to see a lot of souls come to the Lord. Whether it's down this aisle or somewhere else. And I'm talking about people who were living in darkness. Mm 
And even their physical appearance was reflective of that. You didn't have to wonder. You didn't have to ask. But that conviction I was talking about a moment ago, that happens down in the, in the soul, right. when the light of the message of the Word of God penetrates that darkness enough to get through to that human soul and say, hey, you need Jesus. And as they come, I can see the grim on their face. I can see the strain in their life. Almost see the darkness as it encompasses them. But when they confess their sins, folks, you don't get by without that one. That's right. I'm not going to apologize. I know we're living in a church where much of today, there's not really that big a deal on confession. You take that one out, you don't have nothing. That's right. God knows what you've done, He knows every sin you ever committed. Come on. Keeps a record of it, by the way. Yes, he does. Until you confess and you pledge to God, you're going to repent. That mm-hmm. means turn away from the sins you've been living and turn towards Him and serve Him. That's right. Amen. And accept Jesus Christ, come to that cross, uh-huh. as miserable as it was, to take your sins. Yes. And when you do that, again, I've said this many times, your sins are washed away. They're erased out of the memory of God. They no longer are in the book that God keeps a, a, a recording of your sins. They're gone. Amen. They're gone. Amen. But when that happens to people, I've seen an illumination of light come on their face. Uh-huh. I've seen a, a new bounce in their step. It's an energy. Okay? It's a spiritual energy. At that moment when a person meets the Lord, they gain a supernatural empowerment within themselves as Jesus himself illuminates the entirety of their lives. That's why I said, He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Amen. And in him is no darkness at all. Talking about God. Not at all, none. Only light. Verse 6, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not know the truth. If we say, I'm going to read it again, that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, this is a practice, folks. Amen. Yeah. It's a practice. It's a lifestyle of darkness. If we say we're servants of God and yet we live a lifestyle of darkness, then the rest of the scripture identifies it and says it's a lie and there's no truth in it. Yeah. But if we walk in the light, verse 7 says, as he is in the light, he being God, being the Lord, we have fellowship, listen to this, we have fellowship one with another. Amen. What is again rapidly dissipating among the church of the world we're living in today? Fellowship. Fellowship. Yep. Whoa. What's the deal, huh? Well, people just don't really have time to associate anymore, huh? I think we need to take this and, and kind of analyze wait a minute. If I've lost my desire, or I've never had the desire to fellowship with other brothers and sisters, 
upon me to check the darkness that might be trying to encroach into my life. See, we don't identify the signs quick enough. Mm. We, we let things go and we never understand what it is that's trying to influence us and affect us spiritually. And darkness, again, is always working towards that. Right. And you might be here this morning and say, well, I'm fine, I'm good. There, there's really nothing that can harm me. Pay attention. Pay attention. The scripture identified says it right out. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. See how this goes together? Yeah. We have fellowship upon receiving Jesus. We have fellowship with God. And then when we have fellowship with God, if we're walking in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Do you know that it is an energy within itself to take time to communicate? And I'm not just talking in church. Through the years, we've talked a lot about encouragement, encouraging one another. There's plenty of them out there that encourage one another with darkness. They become more dark, absolutely. But what happens when you encourage one another with light? with the hope of Jesus Christ, Amen. with the grace of God, mm -hmm. with holy communications, with, with, with visits and, and association. See, again, this is something that darkness is trying to divide. Yeah. Divide and conquer, get it? Yeah. Divide the church, split it up, mm -hmm. let darkness begin to work, let it permeate, let it begin to have its work, disfellowship. Now, I know there's even times when this happens instantly and drastically of coming apart. But this is, who's the author of that? Darkness. Darkness. Fellowship is essential for, for a Christian body. Fellowship is essential for a one-on-one -on -one relationship. Listen, listen to what the scriptures are saying. Verse 8, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Now, wait a minute. What's he doing flipping the coin here? He's not. He's not. Everybody's got sin. Come on. If you're saved, you've got sin. Because right. yep. you live in a sinful world, darkness everywhere, that's constantly tempting, constantly moving. I'm not saying you practice sin. Come on. Right. But we're all affected by it, right? Yes. Amen. It says, and the truth is not in us if we say we don't have any. And here it is. I've been all over it. I already said it this morning. If we confess our sins, uh -huh. Amen. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. There it is. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God is faithful, folks. How many's found that out? This recipe right here. How many of you have experienced what these scriptures are saying? Yes, you had sin in your life. Come on. You were a sinner. I was too, once upon a time. But when I received the knowledge of Jesus Christ and the grace that he brought, and that he would save me and forgive me if I asked him, I was enlightened. Not by some human creation, but by God. Amen. 
when he fills you with the spirit of Christ, you're lit up, or supposed to be. Amen. Right. But sin still affects us, okay? Still affects us. But we have that avenue, that approach to God. Mm -hmm. of, of, you know, his blood, some people think the blood of Jesus dried up mm -hmm. on Mount Calvary. <laughs> Folks, it has not dried up. Amen. This, this is a continuing flow, okay? Amen. Oh, glory. Glory. Amen. The blood of Jesus is a continuing flow, continuing to erase the sins of mankind upon their acceptance of the Lord and to cleanse them of all unrighteousness. That's right. Amen. Light. The blood and the light are one and the same. Because they're both speaking Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Mm. Mm. Good. Now, I want to move quickly down a little ways. Verse 7 of chapter 2. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which you had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard from the beginning. Now, here we're going down a, a little different direction, but this all comes into the, the nuclear of one another, okay? You're not getting anything until you get the commandments, and I'm talking the Word of God. That's right, amen. You can't have the light until you get the Word. Come on, amen. Though many be trying, they're never going to succeed because it is more than essential that you get the Word of God in you in you right here right. scripture saying this is the commandment what Jesus said he said if you love me keep what commandments. my commandment keep my word more love more light about that mm -hmm. more word more light mm. thank you Jesus <laughs> quickly down to I'm a verse Verse 6, back to chapter 2, verse 6. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk even as he walked. Mm. Is who walked? Christ. I believe that's talking about Jesus, huh? Amen. Let me read it again. He that says that he abides in him or she she that says, okay. Ought himself also to walk even as he walked. Come on. What's walking got to do with life? But you can walk in the light, can't you? Amen. You can go anywhere you want to go in the light. That's right. You ever think about that? That's right. Let's go back to the physical. You get up. Go outside, you can go anywhere you want to go, because why? You got a built in seat, don't you? I like that. Right? You can go anywhere you want to go in the life. That's right. You can go anywhere God sends you in the life. Huh? I want to close with this. How did Jesus walk? 
in the light. What was in the light? Think about it. Life of Christ. Follow him every day. How did he walk? He didn't walk in darkness, did he? Now, he went to some dark places. So do we, right? Dark times come along, right? That don't mean we got to live in them. He didn't live in them. He didn't live in darkness. Matter of fact, he preached against it. He combated it every day. The spirit of darkness was even upon Christ as he walked this earth. Trying to do what? Prevent him from doing what God had ordained for the salvation of mankind on this earth that people could receive redemption and forgiveness. Amen. See, darkness even tried to affect the Lord. Yeah. So how did Jesus walk? I'll tell you how he walked. He loved people. He was compassionate. Yeah. He was merciful. Patient. Let me go to Second Timothy and just it may seem totally out of context and out of arrangement with the message, but I don't read you this. Because I'm asking you a question. How did Jesus walk? If we say we walk in Him, then we need to walk in Him, right? Not mouth. Lip service is just that. But where things really come apparent is when we example and we convey the light, the Word, the, the cross, Everything being associated that has an altogether eliminating factor. If you don't know that this morning, I'm telling you what, strong in here this morning, your life can get lit up real good today right here in this church. If you'll turn loose of the darkness and refuse it and reject it and take up Jesus Christ, a light of glory, and let him fill you with the power of who he is. Let me read you this. Now, this is Paul talking to Timothy about the end time of earth's existence and there's coming one folks darkness will try to tell you nah that's just an old biblical thing there's nothing to that this thing's going to go on forever no it isn't listen the word says this thing's going to end this is what it says I ask you how Jesus walked listen to this Paul told Timothy, he said, No, also in the last days perilous times shall come. And he began to define it. He said, Men shall be lovers of their own selves. Is that how Jesus walked? No. Was it all about Jesus? Well, it's supposed to be for us. But in his own mind, was everything all about him? Absolutely not. How did he walk about everybody else, didn't he? Everything was about everybody else first. I know this seems like an antiquated message to a lot. That's that's old stuff. We want modern stuff. Church wants modern stuff. He said, covetous. Was Jesus covetous? No. We live in a covetous world, don't we? Yes. Be careful, folks. We can encroach real easy. Things can become more important than God real quick. Jesus wasn't covetous. He didn't walk that way. Boasters. Did you ever see Jesus boasting? All the time, right? But in a different way. 
He boasted about God the Father. That's right, he did. That was his boasting point. God the Father. And it wasn't a kind of boasting or bragging that drew attention to himself or glorified himself. He said, I came to do the will of the Father. What I speak is what the Father gives me to speak. Yep. And look what he spoke. Proud. You ever seen so much pride? Oh my goodness. Pride, pride, pride. Pride is literally dripping out of the atmosphere. Yeah. Come on. Jesus wasn't proud because he knew the effects of pride. Jesus was a demonstration of holiness. When he walked this earth, he was a demonstration of holiness. And some might say, well, that was easy because he was God. No, it wasn't easy. He was man in the flesh. Just like us. He had to come in this form of man, of humanness, of flesh, and endure the temptations that we all would endure. If he had not have, none of this would have had any effect whatsoever. But you see, this is the light at work. said, disobedient to parents. Could tell you a lot of stories about that one. Listen, kids. This isn't somebody's mere thinking. This is out of God's mouth. Respect your parents. Yep. What Jesus did. What Jesus do about this? Did he respect his parents or did he treat them bad and rebel against them? Defile them. Spoke highly even of his earthly parents, didn't he? And always his father God. Moving on, I know the clock's wound. Unthankful, unholy. What you see Jesus doing repeatedly? Stopping and thanking God, right? Amen. Thankful. He was holy because he was the true light. He was the light of God on earth. Without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce despisers of those that are good. Did Jesus walk that way? No. You see the darkness in all these things? Yes. They have this all this has the attributes of darkness and the effects of it. The effects upon those that Paul told Timothy was going to happen in the end time, said they're going to be everywhere. But do you really want to know who Paul was talking to Timothy about right here? The church. Yeah. Come on. The church. It's interesting, isn't it? Some might even ask, where's the light in the church? Mm. What's that dim glow that I see? It's not supposed to be a dim glow. It's supposed to be a vibrant light. The light of God in the house of believers. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. That certainly wasn't Jesus, was it? He had very few pleasures. Matter of fact, he said he didn't have a place to sleep or a place to lay his head. But he had God, his Father. Having a form of a godliness, but denying the power thereof. <clears throat> the light is the only force 
the only force that can dispel darkness in your own life if darkness is messing with you listen to me if darkness is trying to obscure your vision of God your purpose for God it'll do that by the way it'll try to darken God's plan for you it'll try to stop you from receiving blessings of God that's when you gotta let that light shine you gotta let that radiance of the light of God resist the darkness yeah. and battle the darkness if Jesus said it it's true yeah. last question and then we're going to stand how are you walking how are you walking you walking in the light or you walking in darkness you have to answer yourself and you better answer you better sum up that thing now mm -hmm. would you stand yeah sense of great serious tone right about now just a atmospheric tone and I ask you each of you this morning do your best and I'm going to use a word to be sensitive sensitive to the Holy Spirit sensitive to what you feel God may be doing with you this morning is there a voice trying to speak down inside of you? Is there a stirring that you can't really relate to what it really is, but you know there's a stirring there? Trying to motivate you and prompt you to do something? Let me put it this way. The light is searching through the darkness to find you this morning. Respond. Respond. Heavenly Father, we come today and we thank you, God, for the presence that's in this room this morning. The atmosphere, Lord, that's of light. And I know battling darkness this morning but God if they be one today who's been living in darkness who's never been illuminated with the light of Christ with the joy of living forgiven free of every past sin ever committed I pray that they come to this point of conviction today Lord and that they respond to you I pray that they confess to you Lord Repent and accept you, Jesus, as Lord and Savior. 
And I also ask, Lord, in this house this morning, if there's maybe anyone else who has allowed darkness to infiltrate their lives and begin to affect them in negative ways and ways that don't lead them to you, God, but lead them away from you. I pray that they come to the knowledge and even conviction themselves, Lord, that the light of Jesus Christ would flood the souls of these here today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Is there anyone this morning? <clears throat> I stepped out a long time ago and I walked down an aisle quite a bit longer than this one. And I didn't consider myself evil or wicked or any of that. Sinner. That's why I responded. Because deep down inside of me at the hearing of the word that the preacher was preaching, a decision formed. Amen. And I realized that I knew that this was my day, or night. This was my night. It was actually a night. And as hard as it was, and you know, you kind of tend to kind of not be real quick and moving and especially where there's a lot of people. Man, I'm going to be the only one. I'm really going to look peculiar because it's just me and they're going to think I'm a terrible person. You know how all that goes. But I made a walk to the front of that church and that preacher prayed with me then. I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And since that time, since that night, a long time ago, His light has lit me up. And I thank God for the power of the light of Jesus Christ because it's life-changing. If you're here this morning, your life can change today. And I'm closing it down in just a minute. Your life can change today. I don't know what it means for... Sin's a burden. Sin is a load. It's a guilt trip. It's a conscience destroyer. And Jesus said he'd take it all. Lift it all off of you if you would just simply receive him, accept him as Lord of your life. Amen. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart the Lord Jesus. Is that you this morning? Wait just a moment. If so, I ask you to come today. I'm going to ask the rest of you to run a little gauge, experiment on yourself about this darkness thing. It'll encroach real quick and real easy if you allow it to. At the same time, try to measure, if you can, the light of, light of God in your life. There's a comparison there. Either you got one or the other. All right. No one responds. We're going to close out with a prayer. Brother Sam, I'm going to ask you, brother, to dismiss us. Yeah. Right I just want to thank the opportunity to tell and learn about your Lord today. I want to thank the message of Brother John Ross today. Visit through this week. Bring us back to your house again next week. In his name, amen. 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 God bless you. You're dismissed.